right, Millery Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you uh, until 1 o'clock. Murph and Andy take over at that point, and then the drive with Heather and Sean. So I want to spend a couple of minutes on this game, knowing that we're Cyclone and Hawkeye heavy, but the two in-state Valley teams collide tomorrow at the McLeod. You and I, who's... Uh, Jekyll and Hyde, yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if there ever was one this year, Drake's and, playing very good ball, and uh, off they go. It's just not inconsistency from the Panthers. It's it can be really bad, yeah, or it can be really good. Mm-hmm. But normally, you see a team up and down. But I mean, they've been blown out in some games. You're just absolute head scratchers there. That has certainly not been the case with Drake. But yeah, the Panthers shoot the ball well. Not, I mean, Play a little defense. You know, we talked to Ben Jacobson a couple of weeks ago, and he said he thought he forgot how to coach defense. Yeah, and always just calling card. Maybe he forgot again because there has been some awful, awful defensive team uh, games out of the Panthers at this point. Uh, Ken Palm has this as Drake favored by three in Cedar Falls. So we'll make that three and a half because it's part of the chicken coop. Ah, there you go. That's okay. a that's a good one. But yeah, Illinois State. Every time it feels like they're kind of gaining a little ground, right? They're just starting to figure it out. Uh huh. They had won 9 out of 10. The only loss was to Indiana State, and then they lose three in a row. Now they lose at Drake and Bradley. Okay, but he get blown out at home by Murray State. He scored 43 points in that game. Was that last Saturday? That was a couple of Saturdays a couple. ago. It was back on the 3rd. And that was the one where they had you know, all the alumni were in town, a bunch of former players, oh, boy. and then they throw up Shout that club. Throw that out there. Not then good. they beat Mo State, used to lose to UIC. Beat Valpo, go on the road, beat Bradley. All right, here they go. Lose to Illinois mm-hmm. State. Just that inconsistency. It has been a lot of variance. How about that with this team this season? But Heisey, Bourne, Hudson's a really nice player. Almost like you feel like you want to get more out of Hudson than you do, and he's been, he's been excellent for him this year. Duax, I don't want to say he's regressed. He just Trent, hasn't got the minutes. He has. We talked about him a lot last year and mm-hmm. hardly at all this year. Uh, he is playing more, and he's playing better as he's been playing more here uh, throughout the conference play. But another one of those inconsistent players that we've seen throughout the course of this season. Where to? I mean, the, the regular season ends for them next weekend. Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. So if Drake gets this win, and they have Bradley, but it's at and one. UIC's the yeah. other one, right? And yeah. they should kill the Flames. Yeah. They go three and zero. In fact, that puts them at seventeen and three. Yes, seventeen and three. Seventeen and three. That would put them at twenty six and five overall. I want to pull up okay. my buddy Bart Torvik. This is the one where you can go through and project what it would be, basically tournament time, what the resume would look like. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's fast forward this here. All right, we've got to find the Drake Bulldogs. They are currently ranked forty fifth. This is an efficiency one like uh, like you saw with Ken Pomeroy that I bring up a lot. All right. Team cast. That's how it will project and where their resume would say. All right. Win these next three games. Win, win, win. We get to the conference tournament. That means they would be the number one seed taking on the 8-9. Just for argument, let's say it's Illinois State. I haven't even uh, looked that deep to see who would be. Say they get Illinois State. Okay. And get a win there. Semifinals would be against likely Southern Illinois. Let's put SIU as the team that they'd face then in the semifinals. And we're going to eventually get to a loss against Indiana State and see what their resume is going to look like. All right. So you've got Indiana State beating them on Sunday. On Sunday. Because I want to see at large if they have a resume, at least according to this, that would be considered good enough to be an NCAA. So that would be 28 and 4? 
they would be that would be five more wins and one loss. Twenty-eight and twenty-eight and uh, twenty-eight and six. Twenty-eight and six. Okay, so no automatic bid. They're on the bubble, definitely. This would put them cast. All right, cast forward. Last four buys. Drake would be in the tournament in this projection. Playing would, on Tuesday or Wednesday, they would be. Yes, your. Uh, they would be the last team in in this projection. Just get in. The last team in would be Drake in this scenario. So no automatic bid, but you talk about wiggle room. So you're battling Seton Hall, Utah, Providence, Virginia, Mm, mm. uh, Butler, Mm. Cincinnati. These are the teams that you're talking about that you're battling for that final spot. I don't feel good anymore. It's tight. Yeah, I don't feel good anymore. And that's without a bid stealer because this does not have any bid stealers projected here. Yep. That is with those teams in. Something crazy happens. Somebody gets on a run. We see this happen. There's at least one power conference team that kind of plays themselves in during the conference tournament seemingly every single year. I don't think it's going to happen. You have to win Which in St. Sucks. Louis. It really It does. I agree. If it plays out in that scenario, this absolutely should be an NCAA tournament mm-hmm. team. There's not a doubt in my mind. Especially the the list you just ran by. Those teams? No, I mean, there's a couple. Who would you rather see in the tournament? Mm-hmm. A Drake with that kind of resume. The problem right now with the Bulldogs' resume, it's not even quad one for the Bulldogs. They're two and one in quad one. They're three and one against quad two. Five and two, it's a really good win percentage against the top two quadrants. They have three quad three losses. That's where the problem is. And I think eventually that it's when it's going to be. When you're talking about the Bulldogs. Who are the early uh, Stephen F. Austin, UAB? Because those are the two, right, that they lost to in non-con? Well, I think the UAB one, I don't think that's a quad three loss. I think the losses that would be quad three would be potentially, yeah, Stephen F. Austin neutral. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, Belmont may be away. Most stayed away. Yeah, those are probably the ones. Yeah, because the UAB, that was a road game. But that one might be there. I just have their uh, Ken Palm ranking. I don't have their net. But regardless of that, that's what's killing them. It's not quad one. It's not quad two. Mm-hmm. It's the losses in quad three that drag them down. Stephen F. Austin. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll take our time out. Tom Caker's going to join us on the other side. Look forward to getting into the Hawks with Tom. Uh, we'll do some football, a lot of basketball, both men's and women. The men tomorrow, they are in Champaign. That's an 11, uh, 11.15 tip. Big Ten Network has that one. Uh, and then the women are FS1 at noon on Sunday. Is I that what say. it is? I think it's FS1. Anyway, Tom Caker will join us coming up. Uh, we've, I'll give you a, a cue to call in about 25 minutes, your chance to win some grub from the chicken coop. Be listening for that. Uh, but again, if you've played within the last 30 days, you are ineligible until that 30-day timeout period um, expires. We'll get to that coming up in about a half an hour. But Tom Caker is next. Miller and Condon. Oh, by the way, yes. Uh, this projection, Yeah. Drake in the first round in this scenario as the last team in would play. Who? Michigan State, if they advance past the play-in game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be fun. I that would be great. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be great. Um, in Dayton on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Trent, you know what? When this first came out, I thought, what, 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 come on, really? We don't need that. It's, it's really grown on me. Yeah. It's grown on me in a big way. Tuesday, Wednesday, you got a little more basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you rather watch that or no, an IT yes, games? Yes, the, the, the former, all day long. Even if it's an IT games involving local schools? No, then I'd rather watch the local schools. But what's more exciting? Well, yeah, the, the yeah. NCAA, but right. yeah, no And they idea. got it right with Dayton. That, they continue to sell that thing well, out. That's just it. I mean, they want this. They embrace this. It's kind of like Omaha and the baseball. The bracket creep 
that we continue to hear, and apparently coming from the power conferences. They want to keep expanding this thing. I know they do. How much bigger can you get before you ruin the thing? 128 No, it's too big. With the calendar the way it is, potential. The only, the only thing that I think can be argued with is that you're putting in playoff games in each region, adding what would be eight more teams. That's the only one that is even possible in my mind because we get two play-in gains for 16 seeds, mm-hmm. two play-in gains in for the at-largest. Mm-hmm. You do that, maybe eight more teams, but you ruin the bracket. You ruin Sherilyn accounting. <laughs> you ruin yeah. you know, Bill and it's engineering true. that has no clue about basketball, but they fill out a bracket, and that fun part But don't forget, we can fill it out online, but you don't have it in front of you right, anymore, just, and you like not to get the ink on your hand. I yeah. agree with you. Uh, Kaker next, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get Tom Cakert in here. Uh, part of On3 Media, HawkeyeReport.com, as we check in on the Hawks, basketball, men's and women's, football as well with Tom. Tom, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Tom Cakert. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing well. Trying to um, you know, go back to last night, try to figure out what we saw with Indiana. Mackenzie Holmes uh, just... Uh, Taking it to another level, I loved every minute of her game last night. Even the, uh, you know, the stalking after she would pluck a shot. I think it's great, Tom. I do. I think the women's game needs that. I know it uh, flusters some people, but not me. I think that uh, it's sports after all, right? Uh, so let's. Uh, what did Indiana do that kind of got Caitlin Clark and the rest of that team off of their game last night, Tom? That maybe other schools will try and take a page from, and uh, as far as getting by, uh, Bluter Squad. I think they almost kind of just tried to like get in her face a little bit and just kind of get her flustered and um and it kind of knocked her off kilter a little bit and the other thing they did was um they took away everybody else pretty much you know other than kate martin getting some buckets i mean molly davis quiet gabby marshall quiet mm-hmm. Anna Stolke didn't have a great game didn't score a lot so it was just Caitlin's got to have more of a supporting cast, and um, and and they and and you can tell she kind of got frustrated at times with you know the way the game was called or just some of the talking that was going on uh, towards her, and it just kind of got her off kilter a little bit. I thought last night, and and uh, not that she lost her composure, but well, when have you ever seen her miss back to back free throws? Yeah. I mean that never, right? Yeah, it just that and that crowd. Um, you know, I've been at jam-packed assembly hall, and it is hmm. an intimidating place when it gets rocking. So uh, that crowd was into it, uh, having had to stand out in, in the uh, <laughs> outside for what three hours before mm-hmm. the game. Yep. Many of those people, some of them longer than that. I mean, cause when are when are when are the women's game going to get get with the rest of the world and have reserved seating so people <laughs> won't have to do that? <laughs> It'll be the Caitlin Clark uh, ticketing going forward and actually reserved as opposed to general admission seating. Um, Tom, I brought this up earlier in the program today. There's a Gabby Marshall problem. And a year ago, she was able to shoot herself out of it. It has not been the case this year. Not only is she not knocking down shots, she appears unwilling to even shoot open shots. That is a problem. Defensively, the metrics do not back up. We continue to hear that she's a great defender. The metrics do not say that. If this continues on this path, I doubt that Bluter's going to make a change in the starting lineup. However, 
those minutes need to dwindle. Where are you right now, and do you have any hope that Gabby Marshall can figure this thing out? Um, there were times when I did where she would, you know, kind of hit maybe three or four threes in a game, and you'd be like, okay, Gabby's mm-hmm. getting on track, it's just like last year. And then it just hasn't happened to the level that it needs to happen. And, and uh, you know, they need more shooting out there, frankly, because Molly Davis is not knocking down nope. any shots right now either. And that's when they were, you know, how you beat Indiana the first time around was Molly Davis, I think, had 18 points in that game. And, um, you know, they've got to get more contribution. So I, I would look to, you know, Kylie Fierbach or um, uh, uh, Taylor McCabe yeah. to get some more minutes, mm-hmm. especially McCabe, because she can knock down shots. And, and if, you know, the defensive metrics aren't there, because that's always been the knock, is that, well, Taylor doesn't guard real well. Well, Gabby's kind of getting bullied, too. And McCabe is a really good shooter. And I think you just want to surround Caitlin Clark with shooters. I, I do. I just think that's the recipe for success is to put three shooters around her and let her and let her just kind of drive and do her thing and or, or pull up on her own or find people on the wing and knock down threes. Um, Mike, we should we have seen this coming? I mean, the the, the start of the season, we saw it in the Nebraska yeah. game, right? Was that two games ago, three games ago now uh, over, in, over in Lincoln? Um, may, maybe they overachieved to get to this point, Tom. I, I don't know. Should we have seen yeah. this coming? Yeah, and this was by far their worst performance. I, I threw it right there with the first Kansas State game where they just couldn't get out of their own way. They just played terrible that game. But this one was just like it. I mean, but they showed some fight. They did. They, you know, they'd get it, uh, you know, after it kind of got blown open there in the third quarter, they'd cut it down to single digits. And you think, well, they're one, one you know, one, pos- one stop, one bucket away from making it, you know, like a two possession game or something. And then you don't know what could happen down the stretch because you got, you know, the ultimate weapon on your side mm-hmm. in Caitlin Clark. But they just could never get there they did uh, right away it would get down to you know seven and then it was back up to 11 and they just couldn't get over the hump last night now uh i I would be very afraid if i were the university of illinois women's basketball team (laughs) (laughs) coming into carver hawkeye on sunday because uh, much like I think the Iowa men are going to run into one on Saturday, I think the Illinois women are going to run into one on Saturday. They're going to run into a ticked-off Iowa women's basketball team that's going to put one on them, probably. Illinois played a little bit better on the women's side of things, but I think you're right on that one. Let's get to the men's side of things. And before we look forward at what I think we both believe is going to be a clubbing tomorrow, that win against Michigan State. Mm. Four three-pointers made. Owen Freeman plays eight minutes. You tell me that before the game. I say, man, is this maybe the biggest blowout for the Hawkeyes ever in East Lansing? And there's been a bunch of them. Instead, they go in and win the game and control it. I mean, after that run late in the first half, they controlled the thing throughout. Just uh, one of the more eye-opening games, certainly of this season and last couple of years for Iowa Hoops. Yeah, Trent, if you would have told me those two things before the game, my Circa account would have been emptied on <laughs> Michigan State. Yeah. Okay? It would have been emptied yeah. on Michigan State. And uh, um, and somehow they won that game. But you know what I thought was interesting? and I thought maybe Michigan State made their first four threes and just kind of fell in love with it. And they just mm. didn't. And the law of averages took over. The, mm-hmm. They they uh, dropped, you know, uh, went to the mean, and and basically they just 
couldn't get going and um it didn't get aggressively to the basket really at all um for most of the game so i think they just um and and can we now say maybe fran mccaffrey owns tom izzo he certainly has as of late yeah yeah as of late. by the last six and and if peyton sanford knocks down a three uh last year up there it's six of six Mm. you know um is Izzo slipping i don't know (laughs) maybe uh, Crick- I think you can make the case. Absolutely, Tom. You're on to something. Cricky, uh, Cricky was terrific. I want to go with the Patrick yeah. McCaffrey uh, just because the, the turnaround yep. that we've seen from him. And I saw the picture finally. Uh, you guys might have seen it, known about it. We, we'd heard about yeah. the ankle being blown up the way it was. But I saw a picture yeah. of it on Twitter. My God, that's a grapefruit for crying out loud. No wonder he struggled. Uh, I, I really liked him down the stretch here as, as the sound's running out of his Iowa career's hourglass. Yeah, and I think, you know, that was too, I think he was having some of the anxiety issues again, um, and and then the ankle, and that combination just got him really off kilter, but boy, he's playing really well right now, and contributing, and uh, by the way, I think he's nine points away from going over a thousand in his career. Is he really good for him? uh, Yeah, closing in on on a nice little milestone there for Patrick, and um and they need him because mm-hmm. they can't they can't win games with just Peyton and and Tony uh Perkins scoring most of the buckets. They just can't. They need uh, a third, fourth guy, they need a Owen Freeman to stay out of foul trouble and they need Patrick McCaffrey to be aggressive coming off the bench. And I, I think they found, uh, Patrick's just more comfortable coming off the bench yep. and uh and he's playing better and you can still play him thirty minutes off the bench. So it's not like he's Missing out on any time. Andy's a really good foul shooter down the stretch of games too. So that's another huge thing that, and I was starting to learn how to close games out. And that's, that's a massive development because as, we, as we've seen parts of the year, they just don't, they haven't handled prosperity very well on several occasions. And, and they, they're starting to get there in a more consistent basis right now. Tell us a little bit. I know you watch a lot of Illinois hoops over there in the Quad Cities. That's the big rivalry yeah. for you over there. Big inside with Coleman Hawkins and Danger. We remember those guys from the last couple of years. Terrence Shannon. What does Iowa do defensively against him? Sheesh. <laughs> Good luck. That's what I was. I was just writing my game preview, and I'm like, who is going to guard Terrence <laughs> Shannon? Because he he just destroyed Penn State the other day. I think he had like 35 points, and and he was just. He was owning them. Uh, they hardly play Danger anymore because he can't guard anybody. Mm. And uh, they, I, I'm guessing they won't play him against Iowa because Iowa will then just go revert back to what they did last year with with Perkins and go into that the the high screen action and and they were playing drop coverage with with Danger and and Perkins just killed him and had 32 points and 25 of those in the second half. So. I don't think we'll see much of him. I think we'll see a lot of. I, I, I think the key matchup is Hawkins and and Freeman. Freeman's got to stay on the floor. This That's is a big for sure. game for him too. You you remember last year? Uh, you guys might not remember this, but I do because uh, I saw a lot of it. Uh, was the, they when Moline with Owen Freeman and Brock Harding won the uh, won the state title in Champaign on that floor. They brought out Hawkeye shirts and were prancing around on that floor wearing Is Hawkeye that shirts. Right. So, nice. <laughs> so uh, there you go. They they were jumping in with both feet last year in March. So 
Um, this is a big game for both those guys. And, uh, you know, and Brock's brother plays baseball at Illinois. Well, it, aren't they a big uh, Illini family? Didn't parents go to yeah. Illinois? And, of course, they didn't yeah. look at Brock, right? Hardings are, yeah, Hardings are huge Illinois fans. Oh, yeah, in is fact, that right? In fact, like, I think, um, yeah, and I've known them forever. And I, I think, I can't remember who's where, where but um, I think Shannon, uh, Brock's mom, is going to be with Brody at baseball, maybe, and then and then Scott will be at the basketball game. Mm. That'll be so, a weird feeling for him, huh? Yeah, it's, it, I give him a hard time about it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, you know, we talk about the Freemans having to divide up with, with uh, Owen's brother playing high school ball at Moline, and sometimes and there's a, a game, like on a Tuesday, and both of them are playing, so one's at Moline and one's at in Iowa City. Mm. Uh, Damask versus Cricky. I'm sure we saw that a time or two. Those two trying to get after each other a little bit in the valley. We'll get to see this uh, on display tomorrow as well, right? Yeah, Damask is really good. He mm-hmm. has been. Um, how did How did Southern Illinois not win the valley last <laughs> I, year? By the way, with with Jones and yeah. and Damask on that team. Yeah, Jones has been phenomenal. And, yeah, I mean, and they had another kid who's still, I think, still there. That's really good too. So, I mean, I Xavier don't Johnson. Know how they didn't win. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xavier Johnson and um, I, I know. Didn't they win like twenty three games last year? They did. Yeah, they like got that. knocked out in the semifinals of the conference tournament by Drake. Jeez. Boy, <laughs> this tells you how good Drake was last wow. year and this year too. Yeah, interesting. Big weekend, final week of wrestling. Got the basketball games. But maybe the biggest weekend of the year for Iowa baseball, the opportunity in front of them. Brody Breck on the bump. Yeah, Yeah, they get Auburn. Then they get a Virginia team that very well could be hosting not just a regional, but maybe a super regional. And then always a solid Wichita on Sunday. You get two or three this weekend. I mean, you're cooking with fire, right? Yeah, this is a big weekend. And Rick wants to test this team. And um, it's a big weekend, though, for get the bats going a little bit. You're going to test yourself against... uh, uh, a pretty solid Auburn team. They lost some of their good bats, but um curious how Brody does. And I know Brody's curious. So, I mean, Brody got the SEC baptism last year, too, with uh, pitching against uh, LSU down in Texas. So, And then the Virginia team, always solid, uh, you know, College World Series team last year. So they're they're going to be tested this weekend. And, and uh, um, yeah, I, I think Rick's really anxious to see how they – how they uh, handle things. And, and it was good that the, you know, I know the pitching's going to be different, obviously, this weekend, but some guys saw the saw the bat hit the ball a little bit with some power behind it against Loris, and mm-hmm. maybe that'll get some of the other bats going uh, in the lineup. Uh, Tom Kankert, HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, uh, Cooper DeGene is not going to uh, work out yeah. in, in Indianapolis. I don't think it hurts him. I really don't. Um, like I, I think either. he's if, if he's going to be a top ten or top fifteen, I think he's probably was going to be, you know, shortly thereafter, somewhere early twenties. Um, he can still go there, do his interviews, and get ready for pro day. I mean, what more do you need to see? Put in Iowa, any any Iowa game, and the best player in the black and gold was Cooper DeGene, week in and week out. I always think that the underwear Olympics always um, kind of overrates itself a little bit, um, but. Yeah, you can maybe move up if you right for those you know, kind for that player. If you're like, yes. Everybody thinks you're like a four six, and you go out and run a high four four. Well, yeah, you're going to help yourself. But 
I'll, the thing that they always tell me, uh, all of scouts, I say it's the film that matters, and and they've got plenty of good film on him, and he's. I don't know if he's a corner in the NFL. It might end up like Desmond King, where he's kind of like this utility guy that jumps in the slot and is a punt return guy, and that that might be his his career. But he's still a playmaker, and and he'll still do the testing. I think at Iowa's pro day, which will be probably somewhere around. Um, middle of March sometime um, when they come back from spring break is usually that Monday is usually when they, they uh, do um, do their, their, their pro day. And I, I suspect he's going to do a lot of testing at that point. Tom, uh, wondering if there's been any rumblings about Tim Lester, Bud Meyer, anything. It feels awfully quiet. I know they're just going through workouts, right? This isn't anything deep. I asked this earlier this week to Dr. Man too feels like we normally are kind of getting some at least nuggets or some things. It's been really quiet, at least from what I've heard on the Iowa football front. You got anything? <laughs> yeah, it's been really, really, really quiet. Yeah. One thing I would watch for um, is um, I think they're going to – you're going to see a lot of Terrell Washington Jr. in the uh, in the slot this okay. year. I think they're going to kind of find a way to get him out there. Uh, a little bit more and use him as a receiver as much as a running back. So that's one of the things that I think is going to happen um, this year. And I've seen Caden Proctor a few times. He still looks massive. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you guys saw some of those videos from or the pictures of him with, with Tristan uh, when he was at Wurfs. Yeah, he makes Wurfs look he little. He does. I'm yeah. like, this is just crazy how big this dude is. Tristan Wurfs is a massive human being. Yes. And one of the best at his position in the league. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's unbelievable. Give me a guy on defense, yeah. Tom. Give me a guy on defense that uh, we may not know his name, but uh, if all things go according to plan, we'll hear about him in the spring and then you know really jump on his bandwagon August in the beginning of the season. Is there a name on defense yeah. that comes to mind? You want a bold prediction? Yes, yes. give me one. Bold prediction. John Nestor is going to be in the starting lineup. John Nestor. Uh, yep. Defensive Secondary, back. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. Corner. Okay. Corner. Yep. Yep. That's my bold prediction. At the expense of who? So who's he behind? Lee? Yeah, I think he's going to push Lee for that starting job. Wow. Guy that yep. started, what, four games this past season? Is that what it was? Two at the beginning of the year when yep. Harris was suspended, yeah. and then after DeGene went yep. down, mm-hmm. he's took over again. Wow. Nestor. All right. Well, and what's his story? Uh, where's he from? He's from the Chicago area. Okay. Um, he uh, he is somebody that Phil Parker loves. So um, yeah, Phil Parker's it, he, Phil Parker was going to find a way to get that dude on the field. <laughs> of course he was. Have you heard anything uh, more about the new Aussie now that he's on campus? The new punter and the heir apparent to Tory Taylor. I have not heard much. I've seen some Instagram videos that he's been posting of him punting, and they look pretty impressive. Can he catch they a snap? Pretty impressive. You know, there's those little he, things that you don't even think about. Yeah, he's got a powerful leg. There's more yeah, to it than just that. To ca- yeah, there is. He's going to have to catch a snap. I, I just see him booming punts, so uh, we we know he can do that. Yeah, Tory Taylor at the combine. What's what's Ooh. where does he? I mean, we we've seen teams use picks. Fifth, sixth rounder on punters before usually yeah. six. Is that Taylor hears his name called, right? I think so. I, I do think too. Probably third day. Yeah. Third day. Yeah. You know, fourth round on um, is where I've seen some people kind of think anytime after the fourth round, you could see Tory Taylor's name getting called and he'd end up in uh, wherever. 
um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where where he lands. I <laughs> just talking to him a little bit, um, you know, a while back. I, I think he would he would uh, like to be somewhere a little warmer. Would <laughs> <laughs> we all? Just him. <laughs> yes, I know. You know, we we, uh, we can't uh, we can pick where we live, but uh, sometimes we can't. We we like where we live. Uh, so. so what is what's he going to do at the comp? I mean, obviously he's going to punt, but does it really matter how high he jumps? Or how fast he runs, right? or the no, or the nothing. cone drill. I mean, it doesn't for a no. punter, right? Yeah, but he'll be uh, wild. He'll be wildly entertaining. In oh him. yeah, yeah, he will. And then when he gets out on the Good field and uh, wows you with where he's able to place those punts, unbelievable! What a career. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport dot com, part of On Three Media. Tom, what do you got coming up? Anything you'd like to promote, sir? Oh, we've got plenty of stuff. Uh, Kyle Tuesman's going to have plenty of the baseball coverage. I'm going to Champaign. I'm going to see uh, go, go watch Cooper Koch play tonight on my way to Champaign. So, um, what's his strength? Uh, what when that. he when he gets to Iowa, he'll get there and he'll be known for what? Um, Pure shooter, high IQ kid. Yeah, he's a shooter, but he's a really good passer. I mean, just smart passer, just really good, high IQ basketball player that just corner corner jump shots are just it, it's money for him I, mm. I i i rarely see him miss a shot when he he shoot from the corner does he start as a freshman fellas maybe um, not off the bat at, at any point i don't think so no it think depends so. who's back yeah you know it depends yeah. who's back you so know, that's patrick a good one and, that's a good one patrick and, and tony can come back yeah that way. So, so i think tony comes back um Sanford, I can't believe the NF, uh, the the NBA draft buzz that is starting to pick up. I think he probably puts his name in and gets Comes that back. evaluation. Yeah, um, sure, he should. Mm-hmm. Freeman's going to have opportunities. Yeah. The swarm is going to have to yeah. dig deep. I would think. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that phone call from Purdue and Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, they recruited him out of high school too. That's oh, they did. Yes, absolutely. And he picked Iowa. You know, that was a crazy thing too, Tom, with Freeman. His Ranking as a top one hundred and fifty kid did not yeah. match his offer list. Um, kind of, yeah. He had a solid Big Ten list. Yeah, he really did. He had most of the Big Ten um, that you that you'd want or that kind of fit him um, offering them. But here is the other thing with Freeman: his family uprooted from Bradley Bourbonnet area to Mo- Moline, and his brother is going to be a senior at Moline next year. So, I they're a really, 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 really close family. So they moved to Moline to be closer to Iowa City. Nice, nice. Uh, John Nestor is what I'm going to leave this conversation with. I can't wait to hear more about him, Tom Kaker. I really can't, especially if he's going to push Lee. He must have some abilities to do so. I just kind of had my pen out and put Lee down uh, on the perspective depth chart. Seemed like he would be the guy, but maybe it will be Nestor, and we will watch. Good stuff, Tom. Talk to you next Friday. Thank you, Tom Kaker. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk Take to you, Tom Kakert, as we check in on the Hawks. So, Cotch tonight, you'll see. Then you'll see the Hawks in the Champagne tomorrow. Back at Carver for noon tip on Sunday. He's got a busy week at Hawkeye Report. That he does. Yeah, looking at the offer list here for Owen Freeman. Who did he have? Iowa, Butler, Illinois, Indiana, Marquette, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Northwestern, Ohio State, Purdue, Wake Forest, Wisconsin. And where was he? He was a top 150? Yeah, and he... he now, Tom's told us this before. I remember asking maybe around signing day. He didn't play in a lot of the biggest AAU events, and that's probably I why the him. ranking mm-hmm. went down. But he had all these programs after, and he went there. Front court's not a problem for Fran. No. Find some guards. Yeah, that's true.
That's true. All right, let's do it. Phone lines are open. First four callers right now at 515-284-5966. 515-284-5966. Your opportunity to play for some chicken coop. If you haven't played in the last 30 days, you're eligible. Jump aboard now. We'll give you four games and a tiebreaker. You get the most rights. You'll get a $50 gift certificate from the chicken coop. The runner-up gets 20 wings. Miller and Condon back with the chicken coop giveaway. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Time to give away some uh, chicken coop. Three locations. 10725 Meredith in Urbandale, 60th and Ashworth in West Des Moines, and on Oral Labor just south of the DMAC campus. Uh, three chicken coop locations. Whoever gets the most right... Uh, we'll get a $50 gift certificate from the Chicken Coop. You can use it in any one of the three. Uh, the runner-up will get 20 wings. I almost went round over. Well, it's good to win them both, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the wings are so darn good. Well, you can get 20 wings and then use the remaining balance of your gift card to get a cold one or two to wash yes, them down. absolutely. Makes Not sense. a bad idea. Makes sense. But You're you kinda... know what? If you are the runner-up, you don't feel bad that you didn't get the big prize. Yes, Put it that way. It's a great second prize. It really is. Uh, Nick, uh, first of all, Ryan, then Nick, Tom, and Casey in that order. The tiebreaker, gentlemen, so you can put your thinky caps on, is Caitlin Clark points, rebounds, and assists combined closest without going over versus Illinois coming up uh, this Sunday. Let's go to Ryan first of all. Ryan, how are you? Hello, gentlemen. Uh, Ryan, Iowa State's a big favor. We're going to put it at 15.5 over West Virginia tomorrow. Yeah, I was trying to cheat and look at lines, and I couldn't find any. Uh, Iowa State's going to kill them. Uh, we'll, we'll lay the points. All right. What do you think it actually will be, Trent? Didn't you say it might even be a tick higher than yeah, that? Yeah, Ken Palm has it higher than that. Torvik has it higher than that. West Dude. Virginia is bad. Well, we're using 15.5 for this uh, exercise here. So, Ryan, you've got Iowa State. Illinois, a uh, big favorite in their own right. They're giving 9.5 to the Hawks. Uh, I'm going to say I'm rooting for the Hawks, but I think it's going to be an Illini big win. All right. I think Illini cover. All right. Drake, a three and a half point favorite at the McLeod tomorrow? Hmm. You and I are Drake. Let's, let's go, Bulldogs. All right. Here's, uh, here's one. Cubs or White Sox this afternoon? What are you ah, doing? Cubs or White Sox this afternoon? I'm watching the game. <laughs> Is this a real thing? It's a real spring training game, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I guess it has started. Um, let's Red, go White Red, Sox because I'm a Redbirds fan. I can't I can't cheer for the Cubs. There you go. Uh, and then Caitlin Clark. Points, rebounds, and assists. We'll use this if we have a tie to break. Uh, combine closest without going over. We'll go with 48. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good weekend, man. Yep, you guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. It's a real thing. You didn't send me the list. You normally do beforehand. Is that why you didn't send it to me? Well, that and I couldn't figure well, out. Well, I how saw you fighting it. over there with your phone. Jesus, this technology stuff. Hey, to see the steam coming out of your ears. <laughs> it's frustrating, man. I mean, young people just do boom, 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 and the way they go, and us old folks. Hello, Nick. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good. Uh, Iowa State, 15 and a half point favorite over West Virginia. Give me Iowa State. Illinois is a nine and a half point favorite over the Hawks. Oh, gosh. Illinois. Drake, three and a half to the Panthers tomorrow at Pantherville. I'm going to take you and I. All right. Uh, Cubs or White Sox this afternoon, 2 o'clock first pitch? 
Go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. Caitlin Clark is the tiebreaker. <laughs> Points, rebounds, and assists combined. Closest without going over, Nick. Give me 42. 42, Nick. You have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Tom's with Miller and Condon. By the way, are you putting out picks for Circa? You're hot get, as hell. I got a few of them. Good. At least circle spots. Uh, Tom, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Iowa State, 15 and a half over West Virginia. Uh, I'll take the points, West Virginia. All right. Illinois, nine and a half over Iowa. Uh, going back and forth on this one, I'm going to take Illinois. All right. Uh, Drake gives three and a half to the Panthers. Uh, Drake. Cubs or White Sox this afternoon? Uh, I got to be the Cubbies. Uh, tiebreaker here, Tom, is uh, Caitlin Clark. Points, rebounds, and assists combined closest without going over Sunday versus Illinois. Oh, should we go 30-10-10? There you go. Let's go 49. 49 49. it is. 49 it is. Thank you, Tom. You have a good weekend. And uh, Casey is uh, our final contestant. Hi, Casey. Hi, how's it going? Good. Iowa State, uh, 15.5-point favorite over West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia. Illinois, 9.5 to the Hawks. Hawkeyes. Drake, a a 3.5-point favorite over the Panthers. Go with the Bulldogs. Cubs or White Sox this afternoon. Uh, Tiebreaker, Caitlin Clark, points, rebounds, and assists Sunday versus Illinois combined closes without going over. Go with the big 5-0. 50 for you. Thank you, Casey. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate the chicken coop again. Three locations, Urbandale, West Des Moines, and Ankeny. Any consensus? No consensus this week, so no chance to fade. <laughs> Instead of ripping the collars, it's just... That this is what happens so when everybody's on one side. Yep. Historically, you go the other way. All right, I got a play, a singular college basketball play tonight. It's, Just one. It's a terrible slate. It is. Yeah. Um. Even you know sometimes we get like a Mountain West game. It's Nevada going to San Jose. Mm. Yuck. Or just nothing there. But I am going to play UW Green Bay. What a turnaround. I'll take your word for it. From the beginning of the season, we saw them in game one against Iowa State. Oh, that team? Yes. that And they were awful. And they'd won, what were they, like 3-26 and the year before? They're 17-10 and now. They're playing really, really well. In the Horizon League, they've won five of their last six. I'm going to lay it. They get two and a half. uh, They're laying tonight against Fort Wayne, IUPU Fort Wayne. So that's my one pick. A couple of circle spots, though, that I have for tomorrow. Illinois is one of them. I'm yeah, definitely leaning that direction. So how many would you give up if it's if it comes out as if double, it's double figure? If it's under ten and ten and a half, I think that's kind of my okay. my breaking point, if okay. you will, on that one. I definitely got that circled. I love Baylor against Houston. I think that's gonna be a dynamite game. I really do. It's in Waco? It is. Houston off a big how win. What time's that game tomorrow? Ah, uh, good question. I have to look at the schedule on that one. I like K State against BYU, BYU different at home. That's one. I'm looking at Central Florida against Texas Tech after Ooh, 11 escape. o'clock in the morning, by the way, on CBS. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. I really like that. I like St. John's on Sunday against Creighton. That's another one that I have circled. Creighton off a big and that's win. a national TV game, too. Is that a CBS national window? Uh, it is. I just had it. Give me one second. I'll go back to it. It is CBS national window. So those are a couple of the yep. circle spots that I have for the weekend. But you know, tomorrow I'll probably have upwards, well, I'll have double digits at minimum on Saturday. I always do. Sometimes I get up towards 20 plays, which gets a real, little ridiculous, but I'm seeing it well right now. Yeah, It's six, been a hot week six plus. 6-0 yesterday? 6-0 yesterday. Um, had 3-0 starting last Friday. 
Sunday I spun my wheels. Think I was a game over five hundred. Sunday I was great, six and one, five and one in the picks that I gave out Monday. Tuesday was a winning day. Wednesday was a winning day. Yesterday was undefeated. Do, I, do you go against you at this point? I mean, it's got to end at well, some Well, it will end at some point. This is not going to continue through April. Mm. I'm not going to get this hot <laughs> through all of March Madness. But this is normally the time of year. I've told you before, I had that conference tournament day where I had 32 picks and I, I went like 27 and 5. Yeah. This is when it all starts to marry. My numbers and my eyes. Let's continue the hot. I was told to let you, uh, to tell you to take USC over Colorado tonight, women's action. Oh, really? We'll see. That's going to do it for us. Murph and Andy next, the drive with Heather and Sean, three to six. Have a good weekend. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, 11 to one. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.